Hi, everyone. This is Jack, co-host of the Summer Reading Podcast, coming at you live, not live, but not dead either, far in the future, before we even start to tell you that we like to swear. It's an explicit podcast. It's not crazy, uh, but we do say bad words, you know, like fooey, and we call each other cur a lot, like almost nonstop, and uh, what have you. We're good for a good what have you here uh, here and there. So just so you know, if you want to protect your, your delicate paper ears from uh, our, our cutting remarks, um, just be aware of that. So uh, sit back or, I don't know, go for a jog, whatever you do when you listen to podcasts. I'm not your dad. I could be. We don't know. Pretty sure I'm not. Send me a letter. Coming up on the Summer Reading Podcast. This morning, it was like I knew I had something to do at 2 o'clock, but I was like, well, obviously I can't do fucking anything until until I have to leave for this thing at two o'clock. Like, you know, it's like you do that to yourself where you're just like, well, clearly, you know, I have an appointment in six hours. I can't possibly yep. do the, something there else. Was, uh, <laughs> a post online that was like, I'm either productive before 3 p.m. or after 3 p.m., mm-hmm. but never both. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Summer Reading Podcast, the podcast where a professor and a librarian, or a librarian and a professor, read and review all of the books you were required to read in English class. I am your professor. My name is Jack. My pronouns are he, him. And I am your librarian. My name is Marty, and my pronouns are she, her. And welcome back to Series Week. Every five episodes, we go back to this series we are currently reading. Uh, and so we have been going at uh, Twilight yeah. for quite some time now, it feels. <laughs> um, uh, and today we are reading and discussing the third installment of the Twilight series, which is Eclipse. Eclipse. Equ- e- equ- equips. E- equips. E- yeah, e- Eclipse. <laughs> um uh, I I was kicking myself because last time we recorded Twilight, um, I said I wanted to only refer to New Moon as uh, Two Light. Ah, um, yes. Because, a little clever play on words because mm-hmm. it's Twilight Two, um, but I completely forgot. <laughs> and uh, here we are. So I'm like a, a joke, so unremarkable. I forgot it. It's- it's fine. But... It happens to us all. So now we're... I wanted to bring it back. Now we're discussing three light. Yes. <laughs> so, um, how are you doing today, Marty? I am doing okay, Jack. Um, I just closed the play that I was in last night. Very delightful show, by the way. Thank you. It was so nice of you to come see it. It was delightful to catch up with you afterwards, um, especially because mm-hmm. I kind of disappeared into it for a couple weeks. Um... I know. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's been too long. Doing my best not to sound codependent. <laughs> <laughs> Safe space. It's all good. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so I I texted you earlier because I was just like freaking exhausted um, because I was at the cast party last night. I think I got home at like two in the morning. Um, and then, uh, I don't know, today was just like hectic between the dog and the kiddo and like it was a good day, but it was a tiring day. And for, you know, our listeners don't know this, but it's Sunday. So tomorrow I got to go to work. And um, <laughs> um, and I'm hoping that I will get a good night's sleep and kind of recover from all this. But I'm going to miss the play, but I am glad to have more time and um, and more reading time, more recording time, all that good stuff. Um, how about you? How are you doing? Um, I am also tired today. Yeah. Um, but I uh, have no excuses for it. Uh, don't always need an excuse you can just be tired <laughs> oh okay <laughs> that i'm exhausted today yeah i uh i um uh could not itemize a single thing that i've done today okay i think i logged into the disney plus account a couple times nice um which is like why do they keep logging me out <laughs> Um, that is the question, isn't it? <laughs> I know. So I, I think that's the biggest issue mm. that I face today because okay. I decided to do many, I decided to not do many things. Okay. I did not grade any papers. I did not go grocery shopping. I did not pass go and I did not collect $200. Okay. Like, um, but we're here now <laughs> and that's all that matters. Yes. And now you're doing a thing. It's. Now you I'm know? doing a yeah, thing. we're doing the thing. Maybe that was it. Maybe it's like I didn't do anything because I knew we had the, the recording On the engagement. horizon, yeah. So I, I was all like, how could I possibly do anything else when I already have something we, to do at the end of the day? We were legit talking about this the other, the other day <laughs> backstage because um, I can't remember who it was, but someone was like, yeah, like... This morning, it was like I knew I had something to do at 2 o'clock, but I was like, well, obviously, I can't do fucking anything until until I have to leave for this thing at 2 o'clock. Like, you know, it's like you do that to yourself where you're just like, well, clearly, you know, I have an appointment in six hours. I can't possibly yep. do there, something there else. There was <laughs> a, a post online that was like, I'm either productive before 3 p.m. or after 3 mm-hmm. p.m., but never both. Yep, yep. I feel that. So I, I just decided to round up to uh, 7 p.m. 7 p.m. I like it. <laughs> and then uh, and then do that where I'm transposing all of the, the Twilight notes I, I texted myself. Oh, my God. You have so um, many more notes than I do. I know. I, also, way more notes than I did for I ha- than I had for New Moon. Yeah. Um, with, with that. Well, so, Eclipse uh, is a, a better book, honestly. Um, yeah. Ish. So have you, have you read this one before? <laughs> yes, I have. and i actually i had another like i i hate to say like shame filled but it kind of (laughs) was like confession with a colleague of mine where i was like how did i enjoy this series the first time i read it like i just like slogged through eclipse (laughs) and i'm like how was i so like i couldn't stop turning the pages on this the first time i read it and now i'm just like Mm -hmm. Oh my god, this is such garbage. And it It's a it's a hefty boy. Yeah. Yeah. This was a hefty boy. It is hefty. How about you? Has you you hadn't read this one? You hadn't no. read any of them, right? No, and okay. fingers crossed I never will again. Yeah. 
Um, and I like makes me happy to announce that oh, I think a couple months ago we already declared that we were not going to be reading the one that just came out. Oh, dear, dear no, absolutely not. Um, yeah, because I know that that one follows Edward's story. Yeah, which is crazy because if I like, I don't think I could put pin a finger on a a least interesting main character. I know <laughs> of of the Twilight series. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'd, I'd rather a book on Mike Newton. Oh my god, there should be a book on Mike where Newton. you're just going to high school and there's a vampire and werewolf war going on yes. in the background. Oh and, my god, and you're like you kind no of idea. into this, this girl. But by the end of the book, you're like, oh, you know what? I, I actually have better chemistry with a piece of sheetrock that I have in yeah. my dad's garage. Yeah. Um, and... I'm moved from that. Like I think that would that would infinitely be more interesting than just oh it's Twilight again, but from Edward's perspective. Oh, and yeah. there is a good part of that the first book where Edward's not present. Yeah. But for he is present for a good deal of that book. Yeah. Yeah. So I I can't imagine that like it would be too terribly no revolutionary. No, I don't think it would be very interesting at all. Because, like you yeah. said, like Edward is not an interesting character at all. <laughs> mm. So, so <clears throat> this, uh, this I have, I had the pleasure, bleh, I had the pleasure of this being my first time. Excellent. Um, reading Eclipse. Okay. Um, and I have the feeling that a month after we're finished reading through these books, mm-hmm. I will not be able to tell you which <laughs> book was which book except knowing that twilight's the first one yeah yeah that is Um, fair (laughs) we like when we were recording the first episode of twilight i think we were actively looking at our copies of the book to remember that new moon came second oh yes absolutely yeah yeah oh my god let's let's get into this okay yes let's get into this all right um I have some critical reception of the book that I kind of want to Ooh. open up with first, but okay. I, I I asked you so kindly if you would do the summary Absolutely. of Eclipse for us. So would you I, would you give will, give us the summary? Yes, I will launch right in, and I I guess so. I'm actually gonna um go back and uh edit edit something that I said just a minute ago. Um, Eclipse may not be a better book than New Moon. But there is a, I think, much more interesting plot happening in Eclipse than in New Moon. Uh, do you don't want to know how I, how I describe the series here in my notes here? I do, yeah. Okay. Um, right here, Twilight books. They're not getting better, but they are getting longer. True. Yes. Yes. Yep. <laughs> so... Eclipse sure is long. <laughs> so, um, so the the book starts with um, Ella. Uh, Ella, wow. Uh, Bella and Edward <laughs> are in the the sort of final weeks of their senior year of high school, and so there's that uh, norm that normal stuff is happening. You know, they're doing finals, getting ready for graduation. Bella's applying to colleges, all this stuff. Um, and at the same time, there are a string of murders happening in Seattle, and it's all over the papers, all over the news. Um, and the Cullens suspect that it is a newborn vampire 
who is just like raging through the city and um, killing people left and right. Um, and there's all this stuff about, oh, Bella, you can't possibly go to Seattle ever because, you know, you have to stay safe because you're Bella, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can't die. You're the narrator. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so um, at the same time as all of that is happening, Bella is missing Jacob. Um, they ended on a really bad note the last book. She was not going to see him again. Edward didn't want her to see him again. All this stuff. Um, she wants to reconnect and Edward finally gives in and gives permission for her to go and visit Jacob. Um, and Alice, somewhere in here, has a vision of Victoria, the vengeful vampire from book one, I think, was where we first met Victoria. I'm pretty sure. Um, and uh, she thinks that... Victoria is coming after Bella. And these murders continue the murder sprees in Seattle. And um, we find out that Jasper, um, one of Edward's brothers, has a theory that there's actually a vampire army forming. Um, so, so anyway, everybody is worried about this vampire army. The, wolf, the werewolves at La Push are trying to keep people safe. The Cullens are trying to keep people safe. Finally, um, they form an uneasy truce and say, okay, if this really is a vampire army, we're going to deal with it. They put together a plan and they have this big battle at the end. Um, uh, Edward winds up killing Victoria. Um, the werewolves all survive. They defeat the, the newborn vampire army. Um, Jacob gets injured. Um, but everything ends okay, on an okay note. Um, in the midst of all of this battling and violence and whatever, um, Bella gets, uh, Bella graduates, and she and Edward get engaged. Um, and Jacob finds out about this and is very distraught. And around that time, Bella realizes that she also loves Jacob. Um, but she chooses Edward, and the book ends um, with them planning their wedding and an epilogue featuring things from Jacob's perspective where he is struggling with the upcoming marriage of Edward and Bella and how he feels about it. Does that sound like a decent summary to you? Yeah. The, the one thing I would also bring attention to <laughs> is the sort of soap opera-y introduction of um, romantic elements between Jacob and Bella. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. Where a really sort of ham-fisted yeah. um, plot line in which Meyer is forcing together yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> J Jacob and Bella, which is uh, which plays into the culmination of him struggling with the marriage. Yeah. And that was a thing, like... As I was taking notes, I wrote down love triangle, but then I put a big question mark next to it because I'm like, I'm not really sure what to call this because it doesn't feel like a love triangle because there's no attraction between Jacob and Edward. That's a big, that was a big right? um, 
thing during the Hunger Games. Oh, where they, interesting. They were talking about like how how the phrase love triangle doesn't make sense. It doesn't because no. you need three sides of a triangle. Yeah. Uh, and so if if anything, it's a love angle. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Where, yeah. Where you, totally. Where you have one character at, at the vertex, but it doesn't. It's not as punchy. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It's not as punchy as tri- triangle. love triangle. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and and so I I wanna I wanna begin sort of our review with um, uh, some critical reception. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm taking this from Wikipedia. Okay. Uh, and I, the reason I'm using Wikipedia, um, trying to explain to like other educators out there why I'm I'm citing Wikipedia, um, is because I don't care enough <laughs> about Eclipse. <laughs> To perform lateral reading on Okay, I have to say, for the purposes of our discussion here, and for the purposes of analyzing a book like Twilight, or, I'm sorry, like Eclipse, in a casual way, Wikipedia, from a reference librarian standpoint, is a totally valid um, resource to use, I think. Uh, And for students out there, Wikipedia is fine to use in the beginning stages of research yes, as a starter to learn learn things like terms you might not have previously known mm-hmm. um to get sources that they all include at the bottoms of the page um it's just not something to cite for your final papers it's a springboard yes um that said here's a fucking wikipedia <laughs> um so i'm gonna read uh i'm gonna read from the critical reception i'm gonna start with what they said that was positive, mm-hmm. um, and then I'm going to read the part that I agree with. Ah, okay. Um, just, just so I, I originally was just going to read the part that I agree with, but that's not fair. <laughs> um, so, uh, critical reception uh, here at Wikipedia. Eclipse received mostly positive reviews. Anne Royer of school library journal gave the novel a positive review and said that meyer knows what her fans want thrills chills and a lot of romance and she delivers on all counts royer also thought that as in the two previous installments it is meyer's effective intense portrayal of first love in all its urgency passion and confusion that drives the story along with the supernatural elements coming in a close second uh and said that the injection of heightened sexual tension and sensuality that has that hasn't been present in the series before contributed well to the emotional atmosphere of the novel. However, she found that the werewolves and vampire histories slowed the book's pace and <laughs> called the newborn ar- army story a convoluted add-in, while noting that they contribute in some way to Bella's epiphanies about her future. Katie Tratner of Blog Credits praised the characters and their development throughout the novel, particularly the histories of Rosalie and Jasper, contradicting Royer, stating the history that formed them and their reactions towards Bella become clear and the characters much more solid because of this knowledge. I think that is part of the appeal of these books, the fact that you do become so wrapped up in the characters that they touch places deep inside yourself. Um, so that last part I think is bullshit. Yeah. Uh, but... Um, uh, but then jumping down a couple paragraphs, we've got 
Uh, Laura Boole of About.com gave the novel a, a more mixed review, giving it a 3.5 stars out of 5. She found, quote, The first several chapters stifled by issues of jealousy, which are slow to develop, mm. and said, Meyer's new sources of conflict feel heavy-handed at some points uh, and at some points over the top at others. Despite praising Meyer for uncannily understanding and writing the workings of the teenage mind, she noted that Bella is slow on the uptake <laughs> of some obvious aspects of the plot. <laughs> However, she went on to praise the final climactic battle for bringing plenty of thrills and excitement. Um, okay. So, there, I feel there's a lot to unpack here. There is, yeah. Um, understanding of the, the machinations of the teenage mind, fine. Yeah, yeah. What, what Whatever, right. Um, but, the, like... There are too many characters in these books. There are too many characters. There are too yes. many characters about this in these books, and the only two I cared about were ruined in this book. Yes. Um, yes. So, we were texting about this. Yes, I, I couldn't not yeah. scream. Yeah. About this. Um. So go like I, I'm. I'm going to be thinking about the those pieces of critical reception th- throughout uh, throughout the episode today, mm-hmm. but. Uh, I, I wanted to start with this book is 600 pages long. Yes. But we only get about 300 pages of actual content. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I, I originally wrote this as this book is 300 pages too long. Yeah. Uh, but I, I didn't want it to come off as like you could just end it after 300 pages. No. Because you can't. No. <laughs> Everything is so inflated and yeah. unnecessary that you just need to, like, just reduce. Yeah. Like, the concision is just completely lacking. And so I, I had all of these different things uh, that, like, I was trying to get to the bottom of, like, why does it feel like there's no substance here mm-hmm. but so much is going on? Um, and I came down to a, a, a couple things that I wanted to, to float by you. So... My first, and I think the most easy thing to notice that I hate is <laughs> there are too many hellos. Oh, so many hellos. Yeah. Like, like narrative could do this really interesting thing <laughs> where you just jump to the part of the conversation that is important. Right, right. And how so many fucking times in this book yeah. do you have characters just saying hello <laughs> to each other? That's a whole lie. Yeah. Yeah. You, you indent on the page. Like, the, like if if characters just didn't say hello to each other, we probably wouldn't have, like, that would condense 50 fucking pages yep. of the whole book. You don't need to say hello to each other. It's just like, we, like on TV, if they're talking on the phone, nobody ever says goodbye. They just hang up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, because that's what you do. Like <laughs> It's like, do you think we don't know these characters are talking to each right, other? Right, right. We know they're talking to each other <laughs> because they're talking to each other. It, oh, I, I, like, like, that's boggling. So so that was, like, the, the first thing. I, I was getting annoyed with it for the past two books, but at this point I'm like, I can't. Yeah, I, you I just can't have stand. to say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and so, like, like two, there are too many hill-ups. Yes. They don't have to say hello to each other. Nope. Fucking, we know you're talking to each other. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> then I was like, Meyer over-explains when unnecessary and ignores description when it would be most interesting to have. Right, right. Um, 
I, I, the, like, I don't find the way that Twilight is written to be engaging. Yeah. Whatsoever. Like, like you really have to just take the characters as they are and the plot as it is, mm-hmm. because there's really nothing in the way that she delivers the narrative that I find to be useful or engaging whatsoever. We've described it, or maybe I did. I know I did. <laughs> described the way it sounds in the past as a vocabulary test. Yes. Yeah, yeah, where yeah. in a sentence, in a sentence, you'll get one big word. Like, I even had it, I rolled my eyes at the first, the first fucking sentence in the whole book, which is, um, the fucking, I'll find it. All our attempts at subterfuge had been in vain. Oh wow! Um, and I'm I'm like wow. I'm, I'm like all our attempts at. I'm like okay, those are all familiar words. Yeah, those are useful yeah. Words. Then she throws subterfuge in there. Wow. And I'm like, okay, all right, okay, fine, big word, but whatever. And then had been in vain, and I'm like, okay, so then she ends on a cliche. Yeah. So yeah. We, we really have this like sweeping like this is this is how the book's gonna be set up. She opens up those gaps in the curiosity by being like, oh, what's, why is subterfuge going on? Yeah, yeah. Whoa, it didn't work, so it's going to be difficult. Oh and I'm God. like, no, no, it doesn't, it doesn't say, it, you know. I completely just, forgot about that, that little preface until you yeah. read it just now. <laughs> I fucking completely forgot about it. Oh, my God. That so much of, I find so much of this yeah. book to be just forgettable. Well, and, and, and like you said, like, similar to... Or what you were saying about descriptions and similar to, like, people saying hello. Why do we have to know every time that Edward opens the car door for Bella? Like, mm-hmm. I like who cares? They got in the car. Like, you know, it's just like they start. They are in car now. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> the, this book is one step away from being, like, um, and Bella started going 60 miles an hour from her previous 55 <laughs> miles an hour. Sometimes she goes a little bit over the speed limit and sometimes a little bit under. Yeah. But after, say, 32 minutes, right after Edward <laughs> turned up NPR, um, they got to their destination. It was at Whole Foods. Oh, my God, yeah. Edward didn't order anything at the Whole Foods because uh, he's a vampire vegetarian. But Bella got sea salt. She got... Uh, and I'm like, the fuck I care? She, she walks into yep. Whole Foods uh, and she gets her things and then she walks up to the cashier and she's like, hi, Greg. And he's like, hi, hi Bella. Bella. <laughs> I see you've ordered sea salt and some gingerbread cookies and some garlic. And then Edward's like, wait, what? What was that last one? Oh, it's just... It's, so true. Fuck, okay. And so, oh, so, God. And then... um. Uh, I wrote I wrote this down in quotes. Okay. And, and for all I I know, I can't remember if this is an actual quote from the book or something I wrote to paroticize the book. Okay. Um. <laughs> but I, I wrote this sentence and I texted it to myself like last week mm-hmm. when I finished reading. Um, quote: I stared at him for a long minute, speechless. Um. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the phrase "a long minute." Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Right? We've all experienced long minutes before. Of course. Where it, like, <clears throat> there are circumstances that make the progression of experiencing time feel slower. Yes. Um, but the thing about the sentence is Meyer does not use language in ways that make moments more interesting or engaging. No. 
Um, and in many ways, there there are these subtle redundancies mm-hmm. that that just that just like come up everywhere. Right. So the idea that I stared at him for a long minute, speechless. Mm-hmm. If all you're doing for a minute is staring at someone, we we know you're not talking. Right. Like like the speechlessness is implied there. Right. Like we can tell that you're not talking. <clears throat> um, but it, it's it's like just creative enough to get away from. We spent some time not talking to each other. Yeah. Or we said we said nothing. Yeah. But then we did. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's 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 there. So, like, so much of this, like, so much of this book is saying one sentence, providing a synonym for one of the things you just said, mm-hmm. and then moving on to the next dialogue. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, like it, it's. If you're not interested in the characters already, and you're not interested in the plot that she spends time setting up... So much time. um, Then you're not going to fucking connect with the book whatsoever. Um, And I say you, knowing very well that I'm talking about me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But there's just so much... There's so much that's flawed in the discourse of the novel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it just down to the mechanics of how it happens. That means like this is the, one of the most best selling. Oh my god! Series of all time. Yeah, it's insane. Um, and dude, so so okay. Uh, and I I say that, uh, and that's the end of my first point. Oh wow! Um, yeah. What what do you what do you have to say about the so, the language in this book? The language I actually didn't. I didn't take specific notes on the language, to be totally honest. Um, I, I mean, I fucking pleb. I know, right? I I agree with a lot of what you're saying. I do think that there's. Um, I also find it obnoxious the way she describes people, um, or characters. Mm. You know, like it's um, constantly Edward's perfect face. Um, I I texted you about the teeth grinding. Like, every time somebody's upset, they're either clenching their teeth or grinding their teeth. And I'm like, come on. Yep. Find, like, what the fuck? Like, why is that your go-to? I don't understand. Mm-hmm. And, like, and I, I don't know. So there's there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of useless repetition like that. Like, mm-hmm. and, you know, continually saying, like, oh, he's an Adonis. Oh, he's you know, his marble chest or, you know, like it's. Yeah. The just... We're really at the limits of yes. Meyer's imagination. Yes. Here. Yes. And, um, um, yeah. And some of the ways that she describes Jacob too, I should have, I should have gone back and like written notes, but some of them, um, like <laughs> I, I was feeling weird about the way she would be like, oh, Edward's alabaster skin and Jacob's brown skin. And I was just like, um, like, the, I don't know. It's just definitely. Yeah, definitely. Like they, they call Jacob a dog. Yes. And they call um, Edward a bloodsucker. Yeah. But the, the thing that I really have a problem with is dog is an actual insult. Right. Right. That people use against each other and bloodsucker is not an actual insult right. that people use against each other, and I, 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 I like, yeah. I felt, I felt physically uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, uh, totally. With, with those, and so like the the sort of invisible 
uh, quote unquote invisible racializing of these characters. Yeah, yeah. I like. Yep. Yep. Um, And and even even the way the like magic of each is talked about or written about is is Mm -hmm. troubling. I think because when you hear about Edward or Carlyle's history or whatever. You know, they're in a fucking mansion. <laughs> they're sitting in a mansion having, you know, I, I don't know if they're having tea, but they might as well be. And, like, recounting these, like, long, like, elaborate stories. And then when you hear about the magic of the werewolves, they're camping and they're, like, at a, you know, they're around a fire. And it's this, like, folkloric. And it's just, there's just something, like, nah, mm-hmm. like, not... Yeah. Not cool, Steph. <laughs> it, it reminds me of mm-hmm. um, the X Men. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, I'm with um, you. So I believe it's the movie X Men First Class. Okay. Where they're going to the backstories of Magneto mm-hmm. and uh, Professor Xavier, mm-hmm. and Magneto's backstory is that he, like, he was Jewish. I mean, he's Jewish the whole time. Yeah. Um. Uh, he was in a concentration camp. It's being separated from his family. Oh shit! Uh, in those movies, yeah. Um, and then they take him because he he's a mutant, and they conduct experiments on him. And Professor Xavier's backstory is he's rich. Yeah. Uh, he lives in a big house, but he's lonely. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and he's generous and he's kind. And I'm I'm there being like, you expect me. To be equally interested in these characters, yeah. Where this this one this one character from a young age is experiencing such deep trauma, mm-hmm. while this other character is coming from an, of, uh, an unconscionable position of privilege. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and like, and we're equating them. We're like, see, these are these stories are equal. Yeah, these, these men are in their own way equal. Right, right, right. Um, and I'm like, people can be different. Yeah. Like, the idea of, of like, folkloric, um, appropriative mm-hmm. um, storylines on either side, where you have, like, these these beings of, like, oh, fine culture, mm-hmm. and then gritty. Um, yeah. I, yeah. You know, like. There's just something, there, and it's, I'm not saying that, like, being in a mansion is better than being in a campfire, but what, I'm, what I mean is that the. Well, you wouldn't want to be in a campfire. <laughs> no, that's true. You got You have a couple issues uh, if that's if that's what's going on. <laughs> but I guess what I'm saying. Where would you rather go on vacation? Would you rather go to this luxury resort, or would you like to swim in a volcano? <laughs> oh Jesus! I don't even know what I was just gonna say. Oh, I'm being sorry. Okay. <laughs> being in a campfire. <laughs> Um, oh my God. It's, it's the, um, I think it's just the, the, like what you were saying, like the innate, like classism that's present there. And the fact Mm -hmm. that it's also racialized and like, I just like, there's just something yucky about it. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it's got, there, there's a lot in this book where it doesn't seem like it's presented in a thoroughly reviewed and empathetic framework. Yes. Um, that is a very like, intelligent way to say it, Jack. Not just, <laughs> this feels yucky. This is yucky. <laughs> this is yucky. This is yucky. I don't like it. 
I don't want my peas touching my racialized character <laughs> development. <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah, and it's it's so mm-hmm. that kind of bring, I'm j- jumping around here. That brings me to like, like and sort of builds off of the fact that um, something I, I took great issue with was Jasper being a Confederate soldier. Oh my god, yes. Um, yeah, and and to to the best of my reading, um, what's important about that is that he's a good soldier. Right. He was selected because he was a good soldier. Right. Um, no one seems to have follow-up questions about why he was a Confederate soldier. Exactly. What prejudices he might retain. Yeah, it, um, it almost feels like it's, um, it's just, they, it, it's just because of geography. Like, that's the, that's like the reason for it. Like, oh, well, he grew up in Texas, so he was a Confederate soldier. It's just yeah. like, ah. And, and no one's asking, okay. So what kind of uh, prejudices might a, a young, impressionable man learn if they were born in, in Texas right. in the days of the Confederacy? Right. Um, so, so like, I, f- I feel like that's emblematic of a lot of the issues uh, with how Myers introduces details about characters but never embodies the de- those details about yeah. the characters. These things, it, like, it, the idea of... These characters are bullet-pointed lists of traits rather than fully realized actors in a narrative. Yes. Um, and, and so now we have, like, oh, this rich lore about these characters. And I'm like, it is it is lore, <laughs> and it is rich. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's it, it, it doesn't gel. No. These things don't gel. For these people. And it doesn't like, help you con- it doesn't help you connect to the character in any way. There's If no... anything, it's like yeah, I'm rooting against Jasper yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. And like Ro- Rosalie, was this the book that she had her big story or was it last the last yes. book? Yes. No, I believe it was Jasper and Rosalie. Jasper those, and Rosalie those, both do. They had their time in this. Yeah, side. and so and like Rosalie, it's like, oh, well she was like from a rich family and living through the, the depression and she didn't understand that like she was privileged and all she cared about was her beauty. And I'm just like, okay. (laughs) Wow. These, these Cullens are real winners, you know? It's like, (laughs) um, yeah. We're just too awesome. Just too amazing. It's not fair when we have problems (laughs) because we don't deserve them. Yeah. Because the world should recognize we're inherently wonderful. We're just inherently amazing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so this the eclipse uh, across the board, I would say, is a book filled with questionable character development. Yes. Um. If, I don't even think I could call all of it development. Um. Questionable character choices, I would say. Questionable character choices. Yeah. 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 So, uh, I I brought it up earlier, mm-hmm. but the two characters I cared about from the first two books were Charlie, mm-hmm. Bella's dad. And Jacob, who's Jacob. Yeah. Um, and uh, this book does those two characters so dirty. Yeah. Yeah. Where it, 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 it makes the choice, Eclipse makes the choice uh, of saying, okay, these characters that sort of provided a sense of social stability for Bella, what if they're assholes mm-hmm. now? Um, and I texted you when I started reading the book. 
uh, that I was really into Charlie at the very beginning of this book. Yeah. Be- because he's like, I'm not saying you can't have a boyfriend. I'm saying you have to hang out with other people. Yeah, yeah. You can't just hang out with your boyfriend. Right. And I'm like, that is wise. Yeah. It's it's helpful. It's it's That's like, like the, good parenting right there. Good job, Charlie. It, it, yeah, yeah, it was like that. This axiom was going around, um, saying like, if your if your significant other is your best friend, fantastic. Mm-hmm. If your significant other is your only friend, you have a lot to worry about. Huge that problem. Is not okay. Exactly. Um, but the way that that manifests later in the book is Charlie is like. He's down. He's down to clown with the quill you. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the result there, or how Myers chooses to write this, is that if Bella does anything with Jacob and the Blacks, mm-hmm. that he, uh, he's like, oh, good. Yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, I'm. I'm not going mm-hmm. to interrogate that further. I like them. Okay, right. Great. They're they're my peeps. Uh, yeah, they're they're my peeps. Uh, which leads to incredibly questionable decisions. Mm-hmm. You have Charlie, who has been like, I'm going to do my best to understand you throughout the book, um, to I'm going to become pushy. Yeah. Um, I'm going to become pushy. I'm not going to interrogate the relationship any further than that. I just want you to be doing this thing. Right. Which, honestly, like, I could take or leave it. Yeah, yeah. But when we introduce the way that Jacob changes this in this book. Yeah. Then I'm like, this is actually reprehensible. I know. Jacob Jacob goes from being warm and funny and empathetic and like a good friend, you know, like mm-hmm. a good guy, um, to being like this aggressive, um hyper masculine character that's just like you know i'm gonna like storm over to school on my motorcycle and i want you so i'm gonna you know pick a fight with your boyfriend like i don't know just like these very un-jacob things to me mm-hmm. and he's not sweet funny no. or respectful anymore and he's not and and i hate the fact that like the way meyer kind of explains it away is she has these moments where Bella says like, oh, he's not being my Jacob. Oh, now he's being my Jacob. Now he's being sweet. And it's like, no, like this isn't, we're we're not reading the strange case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. He is not, he's not two different people. Like, you know, it's, it's, um, and I mean, I'm not saying that there isn't like rage present in teenagers. Like, Absolutely there is, but, like, why all of a sudden is Jacob's dominant feature that he's angry all the time and that he's aggressive all the time? And even in his his love for Bella is, like, a conquest. It's not, it's not a, um, oh, my gosh, what is the word I'm looking for? It's not that he is wanting to spend time with her. He's wanting to have her in this in his life in this connective way it's like he wants to take her he wants to control her in the same way that <clears throat> edward does and it's there it's yeah gross. it's like i'm sorry i've already controlled myself. yeah yeah and i'm just like why why is this the way her relationships are written like 
why is this the way she sees romantic relationships Mm -hmm. taking place? Yeah. And so like that was really difficult because that's kind of how the book begins. Yeah. It's like, there's this separation between her and Jacob. Um, And then like the way that they do it, I I was described earlier in the critical reception as heavy handed, Mm -hmm. this really heavy handed on again, off again, but not right relationship between these two uh and it it comes down like it it leads to a point of uh sexual harassment yeah in this book where jacob without her consent kisses her yeah yeah um and i think it's i'm gonna say this and i'm gonna explain it quote unquote easy to write off Mm -hmm. because uh 2007 right still not okay uh, and this it's something that would still be a debate today. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, he kissed her. He likes her. What's the problem mm-hmm. there? And I'm like, he, he's much stronger than she is. Yeah. She ha- she loses a lot of um, autonomy and in that moment. And she pushes him away, and he doesn't, he doesn't back off. And she breaks her hand. Yes. Yeah. She, she breaks her hand, and for a second I thought it was going to be a bit, and then they keep going on, and I'm like, no, she legitimately hurt yeah. herself getting away from him that is f- scary yeah it is that is sc- um and then the way it's handled which is she tells her dad about it and her dad is like oh nice yeah good awesome. good for you jacob yeah good for you and i'm like that what is not okay. yeah exactly that is, that's not okay and like i would feel like this is a get the shotgun kind of moment yeah. for a guy like charlie yeah um which I also would would have hated, right? Um, but it would have but, it would have lined up more with who Charlie has been to this point. Yeah, yeah. And then you have the moment where she tells Edward, and Edward's like, "I'm gonna kill him," and I'm like choking on testosterone. Yeah, yeah. It it is it is so it's like the the house is being fumigated. Yeah, with testosterone, <laughs> it's impossible to breathe. Right, and like. It, no one's like no one really understands that this is not okay yeah. to the extent that it's not okay right right um it's like it feels so much like a boys will be boys kind of moment. yeah absolutely um, and this and it, and it just continues the whole yeah the whole trajectory the whole way through of these interactions that they have is is this testosterone filled like i'm i'm more of a man she's mine no she's mine i'm gonna fight harder no i'll fight her it's just like the whole thing is um i don't know it is it's just this toxic masculinity festival Mm -hmm. and we're supposed to think it's romantic yeah, right? It's like, oh, yeah. they're fighting over her. Ooh. Ooh, they care about her so much. Yeah. That's not what caring is. Nope. Nope. Caring is when they bring you a coffee because they thought you'd want one. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like. It's not holding you so you break your hand yeah. and then kissing you without without your consent. Yeah. It's so. And and Bella even, like, she she plays the game with them, too. Like, it, like the whole thing where. Um, Jacob is going to go off to battle and she's like, well, kiss me first. And she just stands there and does nothing while he kisses her. And she's like, well, mm-hmm. this is me resisting. And I'm like, a real pillow princess. Like, if you ask me, I mean, am I, am I right guys? <laughs> I'm just like, what the, like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, 
What? Yeah, it is. What is it's that? awful. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to use my sexuality to manipulate you. Cool. And like, it's also, like, like, teaching all of the people who read this book very harmful behavior. Absolutely. So like, this is how you romance. Yeah. Yeah. This is how you woo. Totally. It's so messed up. Yeah. So it brings, it wouldn't be a, a Twilight book <laughs> without um, hitting you over the head with a literary illusion. Ah, uh, Wuthering Heights. So we got Wuthering Heights <sighs> in this book, uh, which I, I feel like if you also read Wuthering Heights, <laughs> uh, that's a book of problematic characters. Or even just listen to our podcast about Wuthering Yeah, Heights. you can go back. <laughs> In the summer reading cinematic universe, oh to understand God. this episode, you got to listen to the Wuthering Heights episode yeah. and the Twilight episode and the New Moon episode, yeah. and then you're going to come back and listen to Eclipse. Um, the the Wuthering Heights references, I, I think what happens here is Jacob is kind of like the Heathcliff-ish yeah. figure in this book, but then like Edward is also kind of like the Heathcliff yeah, yeah. Uh, figure in this book, and, and then it's like... Like, and Bella's like, oh, look at me. I'm just like Kathy. I suck. Like, yeah. <laughs> and we didn't need to read Wuthering Heights to know that Bella sucks. I mean, no, no, definitely We not. could just talk to her for... <laughs> for two seconds. Any amount of time. <laughs> any amount of time. Um, and, and so, like, I think this is also saying, like, look at Wuthering Heights. It's this great tale of passion and love. And that's just what Twilight is. That's what Eclipse is. It's a tale of passion and love. And I'm like, they, you know they all die. Yeah, yeah. In Wuthering Heights. Mm-hmm. And no one ends up happy. No one's happy. There there are brief glimmers of of lust and, and love. Right. But that's, it's not, it's not a good book to, no. to hit your wagon to. No. Um, with this. And I'm like, oh, fuck off. I know. I know. With this. Go wuther yourself. <laughs> wuther me. Wuther me. Oh, my God. No, it's so true. Yeah, I was reading that. Like, it's one of the last chapters, I think, where Edward and Bella are, you know, Bella's feeling guilty because she loves Jacob and she's hurting him. And Edward's like, oh, well, I, I don't know. And they're, they're, they pick up fucking Wuthering Heights. And, and Edward's like, well, Heathcliff, you know, he had some good points to make. And he reads the line about, like, I could never survive without you. I don't even know what fucking bullshit Red it flag. is. And I'm Red just flag. like, ugh, like barf all over myself. No, thank it's you. It's just don't go. Yeah. Don't go to the Victorians no. for life advice. No, absolutely not. Also, like to... the insane Victorians who, like we talked about how that book every is a soap opera, you know? Like, everybody yes. is just an asshole, and they're crazy, and they're, like, why would you want your love life to look like that? And so Eclipse is, like, mm. a cheaper version of a soap opera. Yes. Um, only thing, in Wuthering Heights, I care about the characters, right. at least a little bit. Right. I don't care about these characters. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. I had to remember... Who Jasper was. I did when, too. Yes. When I, when I was like, oh, he's a Confederate soldier. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, like again, I, and I wrote this down. A problem of YA, I think generally speaking, is the difficulty in embodying space with characters mm-hmm. for a period of time. Um, it's, it's more than just saying, oh, his alabaster skin. Oh, he smirked. Uh, it, it's like 
being able to employ things like body language. Mm-hmm. Like, how, there's so much conversation, so there's no room to, to creatively expand on. Okay. Proximity. Right. Mood in stance. Right. Uh, and, and, and then we have, you know, examples of language that Meyer uses that says maybe she's just not capable of, of writing body language mm-hmm. in ways that are interesting or engaging. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, uh, and, and so, like, part of the issue of it's difficult for me to keep these characters organized. Oh, yeah. Like, okay, I know that these sound like the Quileute characters. Yeah. These sound like the Cullen characters. I know Mike's at the high school. <laughs> um, uh, Good like, old Mike. And, and, and going through it, I'm like, yeah. and Mike's not even really, not, Mike's not even really in this one. I know. They, they kind of poke fun at him. Yeah, poor Mike. Which, Mike Newton. Um, it, it, but I'm like, I remember him because mm-hmm. he was like introduced at the mm-hmm. uh, in the first installation of of the series. He was one of the thousands of boys that had a crush on Bella. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, like, you know, been there. Yeah. And <laughs> talk to her for any amount of time. Um, uh, and, and so, like, it, it is absolutely baffling to be like, I easily forget what these people look like. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have, a, like, a concept of how they stand in the space. I, I, I like... Yeah, adding to this, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You said how they stand in the space. Why the fuck does Alice dance everywhere? Like, what is that? Like, oh, Alice danced over to here and she danced over to there. I'm like, what is she? Like, what does that mean? Like, does it just mean that she's light on her feet? Is she actually like twirling? What is going on? (laughs) It's the electric slide. (laughs) She's just just moonwalking everywhere. Her knees. Are disgusting. <laughs> like I just there's things like that 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 and like like I said about like the teeth clenching. I'm just like, can you find something else to say? Like, mm-hmm. does it always have to be this thing? Like, so the literary critic, famous literary critic uh, Harold Bloom, mm. um, was talking about Harry Potter, and in the height of Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hated Harry Potter, mm. which is, uh, he, you know, some people are, you know, braver than the U.S. Marines. Um, <laughs> he he hated Harry Potter, and uh, it, it, he, he, like, got death threats. Wow. being probable about it. But one of the things that he cited um, about issues with Harry Potter is the quality of the language that Rowling used. Okay. Um, and he, you know, cheekily said, like, Oh, oh my God! Do you know how many time times a character goes to stretch their legs in these books? I have to go stretch my legs. I'm gonna go stretch my legs. I'm gonna go stretch my legs. Um, That's too funny. Oh my gosh! And like all writers have it. Yeah. John, John yeah. Green talks about his use of the word deadpan. Mm. Um, and when he was uh, working on looking for Alaska, his e- editor telling him you use deadpan a lot yeah and now now he only uses deadpan once a book so so this is what i'm wondering did meyer have an editor like did anybody read this before it went to print because if i were editing this book i would say why is everybody clenching their teeth why is everybody dancing everywhere like what is why is it 600 pages (laughs) why is it 
600 pages. Why is he a Confederate soldier? Like what, like, what are you doing with this? You know? Mm -hmm. Um, and that, that is a huge, a huge question that I have. It it brings me back to like when we were talking about new moon, Mm -hmm. which is after twilight came out, a twilight book was coming out every year. Yeah. Which led me to believe that she spent a lot of time writing twilight. Yeah. Um, and I think that shows because Twilight is by far the strongest of the three it books is. we've read so far. Yeah. Um, uh, but then after Twilight came out, she Meyer is a money printing. Yeah, machine. she's just phoning it in. Yeah. Um, like it's not even that she's phoning it in. I think uh, like they say you have six months to write this book. They're like go write this book, and. Uh, that's just that's my hypothesis of, of mm-hmm. what happened. I, I'm like I don't know that much, but it's definitely the amount of time they had to turn this around. Right, uh, was very limited. Yeah, um, and we have an inferior product as a result because there's so much in this book that it's just like pare this down, yeah. condense this down, yeah. make this more concise. And I mean, I say that as somebody who, when I write, I tend towards like. If I can say something in, in one sentence or two, the first time I write it, I will write it in two. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I have to go back and self-edit. Um, I, I'm i a verbose motherfucker. Yeah, exa- exactly. I, Same. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and probably listeners hear it in the way we discuss these things, too. Like, we're, like, not having concise conversations. Um, but, but, yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot in this book. I feel like we're not even gonna be able to scratch the surface of all the issues. Well, I'm I'm towards the uh, end end of my notes here. Okay. So I've got I've got one, I think one last thing that I want to talk about because I got through my annoyance with the length, the language, um, embodying the space, mm-hmm. um, the characterization of Charlie and Jacob the condoning of sexual harassment. Oh, um, can we piggyback the, off of the condoning of sexual harassment and talk about the... Yes, you have my consent. Uh, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, can we talk a little bit about the the guilting and shaming of Bella for being a... Um, for being a sexual person? Like, I feel like mm-hmm. that is really present too and that's, again, like just super problematic. And I know that... Meyer is Mormon, and so she's, you know, she is sticking to her beliefs of no sex before marriage. She is um, deploying her quote-unquote traditional values. Right. Right. Um, And it really, it really bothered me to read it this time and be like, Bella is saying that she has desire. You know, she has physical desire for Edward and for Jacob. And that is normal. Like, especially like a, a teenage girl shouldn't be reading a book where there's a girl who likes two boys and all she does is beat herself up about it. You know? I, yeah, I actually hear that at the beginning of the last book, Bella introduces polyamory. <laughs> to Ed- Edward and Jacob. I mean, that would be, that would stop me in my tracks, Jack. That would. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's like, uh, mm-hmm. it, there, there is, 
space in these in this storyline for there to be some discussion of like nuance of relationships of love of you know what it means to what it means to desire more than one person like why why is Meyer just like oh but he's my soulmate you know and like the the soulmate thing is everywhere and I and even you know there's no there's not even any talk about separation of love and desire like maybe Bella just thinks Jacob's really hot and like wants to make out with him like like why is that we've never, all been <laughs> right like, <laughs> why is that not on the table um I mean, I know why, but it's it's something that I feel like is important to bring up, especially for like, oh yeah, like a super like having grown up a super repressed teenager. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> I I would have been reading this and be like, oh my god, like, yeah, I should feel as guilty as Bella did because I stared at you know Joe Schmo's butt in the lunchroom. Oh but my I, god, I, you know, like it's, <laughs> I'm gonna tell Joe you said that. Damn it. <laughs> My dear, dear friend, Joseph Schmo. Joseph Schmo. Well, he got married and settled down, so. Um, but, you know, it's just like, I, I don't know. It, it, reading it this time, it, it fucking pissed me off. I was just it, like. It, it is such a thing. It's so, it, it's so like, the first time you experience love is the only valid time. Yes. And what makes it special is that you practice uh, self-denial. Yeah, I just, ugh. And it, yeah, it, it's it's gross. It is it's gross. Like, and it's like, listen, you should, you should go up to Bella. Just go up to Edward and say, listen, you incel. <laughs> you may this might be your life, right? And you may have been able to like, like learn like how just not to jerk off or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But this is brand new to me, right? I've, right. I've never been wet before i'm 17 and i'm having a sexual awakening and you're just like oh boy like my soul yeah like you're having a sexual dusk (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) you're having a sexual eclipse yeah (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i just Just across the way there there is a boy in literal heat yes (laughs) okay Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I just because we were talking about the sexual harassment element, I also wanted to talk about the the element of, you know, how dare this Oh how, absolutely how dare this teenage girl not be absorbed in her own pure purity, you know? Like what how dare she not be protecting her virginity within an inch of its mm-hmm. life? Like it's just like everyone's fuck like fuck that. Like all right. Bella's going to put on the chastity belt. She's yes. going to eat her cornflakes. <laughs> yeah. And the second uh, she is uh, a legal adult, she's going to get married. Mm-hmm. So In a high-collared uh, Victorian dress, nonetheless. Instead of her father owning her, mm-hmm. her husband will own her. Absolutely. You know, the, the way it should be. Yep, but, you know. yep. Um, so my, my last thing is um, the thrilling conclusion. Ah, yes. Uh, because th- that's sort of what these novels have. They- there's a moment where it's like, oh, we're in the thrilling conclusion part of it. Right, now. right. Um, and uh, I didn't care. Yeah, no. I'm... I didn't care. And I feel like a lot of people who love Twilight are like, how could you not Yeah. at the end there? Um, and the way I phrase it is Eclipse, again, 600 pages. Mm-hmm. And the length doesn't bother me. I fucking love long books. Yeah. 
Okay, I'm upset. Uh, my favorite books are shorter than 200 pages or longer than 500 pages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you gotta be You're really perfect, fucking person great. Person of extremes, Jack. Yeah, you, like, <laughs> gotta be pretty great for to have somewhere in the middle there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the way I have it written here is there is so much bullshit you have to wade through yeah. in this book. Or I'll, I'll say I'll I'll keep it in the first person singular. There is so much bullshit I have to wade through in this book that by the time I get to the thrilling conclusion, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care about these characters. No. I don't care about this story. I'm like, that, that dude's a Confederate soldier. I'm supposed to be rooting for him? Yeah, yeah. This is the amazing family? Like, and I think people listening to this who have listened to Twilight might not even remember that about Jasper. Probably they, not. Because I like, didn't remember it. Yeah, it, it's like, yeah. a, oh, they're, they're making a mountain out of a mohill molehill with that character i'm like no you you need to go back to your molehills and start turning them into mountains <laughs> absolutely Beca- yeah because yeah. this is not okay yeah this is actively bad um and, and so so it's like the the big culmination the climax of the book i'm like who fucking cares at this point exactly how could i how could I accept that without also hating myself? Mm-hmm. Actively being like, oh, you know what? I'm a terrible person, but at least at least I have Eclipse. <laughs> like, no one's saying, you know what? My mm. favorite book of all time, New Moon. Oh, my God. Yeah. New Moon. No, no one's like that. No. I only ever hear that maybe with Hunger Games, where people are like, I think Catching Fire is the best of the three. Um, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. Um, <laughs> But, like, I, I seldom hear, like, oh, you know what? Eclipse, third book of the, the Twilight series. Yeah, gold. That's my bread and butter. Yeah, yeah. That's it. So, so doesn't keep my attention. There's too many people mm-hmm. to keep track of. They're, like, it's impossible to keep track of them with, like, the way that they are on the page. Yeah. Even the battles, I think the, the description is too all over the place. Like it's not, it's not easy to read and get caught up in the action because I'm mm-hmm. like, hang on a second, like who just got ripped, whose head just got ripped off? I, I'm confused. You know, it's just like there's, yeah. there's too it, much. It's like mm-hmm. all you get is what one character has just done, mm-hmm. and that leads to paragraphs either being one line long mm-hmm. or a piece of dialogue. When we get to longer paragraphs, it's either one character monologizing their backstory, so they're like, here's why you should care about me. Yeah. Um, Or it's a battle where you have this character did this, then 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 this character did this, and then this character did this, and now we have a piece of dialogue. Right. And then... The next part happens. Yeah. So this character did this at this point. This character did this at this point. This character did this at this point. <laughs> if I'm sounding monotonous, it's this is what the book yep, is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it does. It makes it, it's hard to even keep track of the action. And how can you get invested if you can't even keep track of the action? Like, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. I um recently finished reading the Howl's Moving Castle books. Oh, I saw that on your Goodreads, actually. Um. Yeah, and so I read Howl's Moving Castle a couple years ago. Maybe it was not, no, it was a couple years ago because I was dating someone at the time. That's the whole thing. Um, uh, but I finally p- picked up the other two, mm-hmm. um, and I was uh, I was indisposed mm-hmm. during my indisposal mm-hmm. last week, um, and I was reading through Castle in the Air, and they're not my favorite books, um, but I'm reading them, and I'm like, okay, books pretty much for younger readers. Mm-hmm. Um, with a lot of characters, all with their own quirks, um, and all going through this sort of fantastical story. It hits all its beats, and you can, like, you can embody those books. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can't one-for-one compare Diana Wynne-Jones's Howl books with, uh, Stephanie Meyer's Twilight books, but they're they're good markers of fantasy for younger readers. It's, it's like, one person's trying to get through the story, and the other person's trying to savor the story. Right. Right. That Twilight versus Howl's Moving Castle. Yeah, it's, um, or, or if you think about, um, you know, Harry Potter, like the, mm-hmm. the final battle that happens in the seventh book and how um, emotionally invested everybody who read those books and loved them was in that, you know? And, and you know, that there are characters who who are lost and that is I mean I remember talking to people and they were like oh my god how could she do that how could she let so-and-so get killed and it's like you know that nobody's saying that when they're reading Mm -hmm. Eclipse also nobody dies from the werewolves or the vampires I mean like that also begs the question of like how? No death until marriage. Yeah, yeah, right? Like what No death until marriage. What's that all about too? Right? Like <laughs> Like there's not even like even even Jacob is injured, but it's like, oh, but he's, you know, because of his magic, he's a fast healer. It's like everything just gets explained away and smoothed over so that you never have to have actual conflict. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm a Confederate soldier. Yeah. Also, uh, may I take your order? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's just no there's never any um, like thorough examination of things. Yeah, no, yeah. they're not at all. It's just initial love is eternal. Oh God! Um, and no sex until marriage. Yeah, that's all right. Let's go to rabbits. Let's let's do it. Yeah, let's go to rabbits. Okay. Rabbits. I hate rabbits. If there's anything I hate more than a rabbit. Hello and welcome to Rabbits. This is the segment at the end of the show where we rate uh, the the book of the day on a scale of none to five rabbits. You're allowed to do a decimal rabbit. Don't try to think too hard about what it means to give something a half rabbit. No, don't. Um, so uh, let's begin with you, Marty. Um, how many rabbits are you going to give 2007's premiere novel Eclipse oh boy. by Stephanie Meyer? Oh boy. Well... Um, this is probably me cheating a little bit, but I am trying to look back and see if I know how many rabbits I gave the last Twilight book. I think you gave it one and three quarters rabbits. Oh, is that true? Okay, Mm -hmm. because I was going to give this one two. So, um, 
Yeah, I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Eclipse gets two two rabbits mm-hmm. for me. Two rabbits. Um, you know, I, it's a book. <laughs> there are characters and there are things that happen, and um, and I will. It's like I always say, of all of the books, this is one of them. It sure is. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just I I still I I feel like I need to like um go to like a, a a hypnotist or something to to understand why I enjoyed these books however many years ago when I read them. I was trying to I was trying to remember how long ago it was. I think it was about four I think it was 14 years ago that I read these for the first time and I and I you know just like junk food binged on them and then mm-hmm. and then afterwards I was like, wow, that was garbage. But but how but how did I junk food binge when like this time I can't like I absolutely yeah. you know what I mean like it's yeah it's like when I watch Big Bang Theory with my dad yeah and I'm like here's why that joke's misogynistic <laughs> but like was there ever a time that you watched Big Bang Theory and you were like Haha! yeah oh yeah okay. I used to love okay. when I was a, a high school student yeah okay. I was like, oh, this is so funny. Okay, so this makes me feel better. It's just a and different like, medium. Oh, that's the joke? He calls her, he gets drunk and calls her a bitch? Okay. Cool. That's a, uh, love comedy! Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So, so um, good. so yeah, yeah, two. I'm giving two it rabbits. two. Yeah, because it was, it was easier to get through than, uh, whatever the other, new moon. It was easier to get. Too light. <laughs> Easier to get through than that one. <laughs> How about easier to get through? That like... That's like what you want on like your vitamins. It's not like <laughs> Flintstones. Easier, easier to ingest. Easier to ingest <laughs> than a horse pill. It's, it's not a good compliment. Um, what about you, Jack? What are you giving it? So, L- listen. 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 Listen, lady. I think that Eclipse is a better book than New Moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and still a worse book than Twilight. Yeah. Um, that said, I'm not going to budge on this. I'm going to give it the same rating I gave New Moon. Wow. I'm going to give it one and three quarters rabbits. So okay. 1.75 rabbits. Uh, for this one. Um, I concede that it's got a little bit more going on, Mm -hmm. a little bit more engaging, interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, you know, if New Moon was zero on a scale of 10 in the engaging and interesting, and Eclipse was a one on a scale of zero to 10 on engaging and interesting, that is still more. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not enough. So I'm going to leave it at 1.75. Okay. Because it's just, this, this, this fucking book, man. Yeah. It's like boring, convoluted. Mm-hmm. Problematic. Problematic. Yeah. Um, and there's, and like, it's that for 600 pages. Yeah. Unrelenting, six hundred pages of boring, convoluted, and problematic. I, I would read and then put it down and take a lap. <laughs> Stretch your legs. <laughs> like I, I told you, like it, the past two books, I could just, I could just get through. Yeah, yeah. 
like, I, I think Twilight I did in, like, two sessions on the same day. Okay. I think New Moon I did two se- two sessions on different days. Mm-hmm. Eclipse, this was, like, a four-day process. Ooh. Yeah. Where I was like, I can't fucking do this. Right yeah. I, I can't bring myself to care. <laughs> I cannot bring myself to pick up the page and turn it one more time. No. Yeah. No. Like the second, the second they're like, I'm a confederate. I I have to say, I was reading this backstage because I, during the play, I had um, a bit of a break between the, the middle of the first act and the beginning of the second. And so I'd be backstage and I'd read, you know, like a page or two and then I'd be like, uh, I think I'm gonna go on Instagram. Like, just, like <laughs> I can't, you know, or I'm, I'm just gonna like have a conversation with one of my castmates. Like, I can't do this. Reading this as an adult, yeah, you get to a point where you're like, you know what? I really only have one life to live. Exactly. Yes. I don't know if I could spend it here. I wonder what it would be like to do these as audiobooks. <laughs> oh. Oof. Maybe I should do that for the fourth one. Well, go ahead. <laughs> all right any final things to add no no i think i think we covered it all absolutely splendid yeah. so that's with that said thank you for listening to the summer reading podcast uh we're gonna go to the credits now um and i'm only vamping because i didn't know where they were oh but they no were right in front of me the whole damn time there they are so we have been the Summer Reading Podcast. This podcast is created and hosted by myself, Jack, and my Google friend, Marty. Our music is by Nathan Morrissey. He's a good lad. You can find him on Instagram at nathan.morrissey77. Uh, our editor is my brilliant, amazing, wonderful, brilliant, um, beautiful? Um, yeah, she's a, she's a cutie. Yeah. Uh, Mom. Yeah, Rosa. <laughs> uh, Rosa Maria. You can find her on Etsy and on Instagram at crochetwell, all one word. Uh, Marty is going to tell us the name of the email address. Uh, it is summerreadingpodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to send us notes, comments, book recommendations for things you'd like us to take a look at at the podcast. Nice stuff. Uh, nice stuff. Yeah, be nice to us. <laughs> Always. <laughs> I'm very sensitive. Um. And uh, this has been the Summer Reading Podcast. Thank you for listening once again. Please join us next time where we read (gasps) A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. Um, I'm excited. I think the way that this times out is it's going to come out right after Christmas. So exciting. Um, Hope to see you then. Yeah.